100, reading verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. This morning, we're going to be learning about six reasons why we should have a heart of thanksgiving from these verses. Six reasons why we should have a heart of thanksgiving. The first reason we're going to notice in verse 1, the first reason why we should have a heart of thanksgiving according to verse 1 is that we have been invited to worship the Lord. We have been invited to worship the Lord. We see that in verse 1. Notice with me in verse 1 where it says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. So the psalmist David declares that all people in all the lands, which also includes our land, that we are called, we are exhorted to worship the Lord. We are exhorted to worship the Lord. And, and no, according to verse 1, it's just not any kind of worship, but it is to be a worship that we are called to have a joyful shout to the Lord, to the Lord alone. Our Lord is the one that we should be worshiping and having a joyful shout to Him. Now, I've noted down that there is at least three reasons, three reasons why we should have a joyful shout to the Lord, three reasons why we should have a joyful shout to the Lord. Number one, for who he is, for who our Lord is, for who our Lord is. We know according to Psalms 97, verse 12, you could even look at that in your scripture, verse, uh, Psalms 97, verse 12 says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Our Lord is holy, and he calls us to be holy. Our Lord is righteous, and our Lord is good, and our Lord loves us. Our Lord stormed the floodgates of your hurting heart, and he won you over with his divine love. Our Lord is for you. Our Lord has a plan for your life. Our Lord sent his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. Our Lord has given you his word. Our Lord has given you the hope of heaven. Our Lord has given you a community where you could be encouraged and, 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 and love with, with other people that have the same mind and the same heart. Our Lord has done so much for you, hasn't he? He's brought you a mighty long way. And because of that, we are called just to praise him and shout to him and say, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And, and I encourage you to, to shout to the Lord. When's the last time that you have shouted to the Lord? Maybe in your car or in your room or, 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 um, or even just out and about that you just say, Lord, I'm just overwhelmed because of who you are. Shout to him. Thank him. Praise him. And that's what we're called to do. Second reason why we should shout to the Lord for what he has done, for what he has done. Notice that Psalms 98 verse 1, Psalms 98 verse 1 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Has God done marvelous things in your life, in your family's life? He sure has. That's why we're here today. 
because he's renewed our mind. He, he has given us the hope and he has, he has changed us. He has caused us to not be focusing on the things of this world, which things perish and they just last for a, a temporary time. But he has changed our mind frame in our heart that it could be focused upward on him. And so we pursue the Lord. We seek ye first him and his kingdom. And the Lord is faithful to meet our needs, not our greeds, but our needs. And the Lord has done so much for us count your blessings. Remember what the Lord has done for you. Now, the third reason why we should shout to the Lord is that we are trusting the Lord for our future, for what we are trusting the Lord for in our future. What are you trusting the Lord for? And in what you are trusting the Lord for, know that he is faithful. And if you're supposed to receive it, it's going to happen. And if you're not supposed to receive it, it's not going to happen because he knows what you can handle and what you can't handle. So we trust the Lord for our future. Psalms 98 verse, I'm sorry, Psalms 99 verse 6. Psalms 99 verse 6 says, Moses and Aaron were amongst his priests and Samuel was amongst those who called upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. And even as the Lord answers Samuel, Moses and Aaron, the Lord will answer your prayer too. May I encourage you to continue to pray to the Lord. Continue to pour out your heart to him. Seek his face. Lay all your concerns at his feet. The Bible says to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. The Bible says to come near him and he will draw near to you. The Bible says come to him and give him your burdens. Is there any burdens that you need to give to the Lord today? Is there anything that you need to lay at the cross? If there is anything that you just need to give to him, give it to him. And, and, and we trust the Lord for, for the needs that we have. And he is faithful and, and just to, to guide you, to forgive you, and just to help you. He's helped you in the past. Know this, beloved of the Lord. He will help you in the present also. Now, the reality is this. Sometimes it's not easy to worship the Lord and sing to him when we're going through difficult times. You know that, and I know that. But it's during those times when we find ourselves in those hard seasons when we are in a storm, it's important to praise him and to thank him anyways, to praise him in the storm and say, Lord, this is a heavy storm that, that, that I'm in. I feel like I'm drowning. There, there's so much opposition against me, Lord. Lord, my work, my family, even myself and my health. And, and, and Lord, I am just going through a lot. And it's during those times where even it feels like a sacrifice to even praise the Lord. It's at that time you need to praise the Lord. Not only in the mountaintop experiences, but in the valley lows, we're called to continually to praise his holy name. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15, speaks about that. Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15 says, Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks to his name is so important to have a heart that's always giving thanks to his holy name. And may our hearts always stay in the position of being grateful. May our hearts always stay in the position of being grateful and thankful. It's so, so important. I, I read a story that I would like to share with you in respect of, of having a thankful and a grateful heart. This is a story from a devotional book called Springs in the Valley. In this devotional, it tells of a man who found a barn where Satan kept his seeds ready to be sown in the human heart. He found that the seeds of discouragement were more numerous than the others. And he learned that those seeds could be made to grow almost 
anywhere. But it won't grow in one place. Those seeds won't grow in one place. So the man questioned Satan by asking him, where is the place where the seed of discouragement won't grow? And Satan replied, it's in the heart of a grateful person. May our heart always be in the position of being grateful and thankful. How do we have a heart that's in the position of always being grateful and thankful? Well, you know this and I know this. As it has been said before, to count our blessings. Let's count our blessings. Let's thank the Lord for our salvation. Let's thank the Lord for his goodness. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Thank the Lord for his spirit. Thank the Lord for heaven. Thank the Lord for our health. Thank the Lord for family. There are so many reasons why we should always have a, have a heart for, for, for thankfulness. Now, number two, we're going to see in verse two, the second reason why we should have a heart of, of thanksgiving is that we are invited, we have been invited to serve the Lord. The second reason why we should have a heart of thanksgiving is that we have been invited to serve the Lord. Notice with me in verse 2, where it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Now, think about this with, with me. The creator of the whole universe and the creator of us, God Almighty, has personally issued us an invitation to serve him. To serve him. And know when we serve the Lord, it's for him only. It's for him only. And may we be ones that will say, Lord, I want to serve you all the days of my life, Lord. Lord, I want to serve you because you have changed me, Lord. Lord, you have set me free from the power of sin. And, and I can't help but just to offer my service in my life to you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, as, as it says in Romans chapter 12, to do. Saying, Lord, you have everything about me, Lord. Lord, you, you have my tongue, and I want to use my tongue to, to bless your name, to, to tell people about you. Lord, I want to serve you with these hands. Lord, I, I want these hands to be used for the gospel's sake. Lord, these, these feet. Lord, I want these feet to, to go and, and just to help people and, and serve people. Lord, this heart and, and everything about me, Lord, I want to serve you. This is very important in ministry, and I know many of you are involved in ministry. Serve the Lord and not man. Now, man and other people are the recipients of our service. But when you serve the Lord and you have the audience of one, and if man never tells you thank you, and if man never um, acknowledges it, that's okay. You don't look for that. Because if you look for man to applaud you, a lot of times it just won't come. And then you become codependent upon praise from man. And oftentimes it just won't be there. But no, from the Lord, he sees all things. And you, and you will get a reward in heaven when you serve the Lord. And so serve the Lord. Thank the Lord because he's the one that has set you free. And the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 17 says, But God, be thanked that through you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that, were, that was former the doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So we thank God because once upon a time we were slaves of sin. We were slaves to ourselves, to, to me, myself, and I, and, and to the things of this world. And the carrot of this world was always before us, and, and we took it on a constant basis. And we realized that the carrot of this world never satisfies us, but just wants us to, just to be drawn more into it. And it, it doesn't satisfy. Then the Lord came to us. 
And he loved us unconditionally with no strings attached. And he drew us to himself. And now we live a life that's um, content in Christ Jesus alone. Because we're complete in Christ. He has met our needs. And he has taken care of us. And because that has happened, we are thankful. We are thankful for the Lord and who he is in our life. And so for the rest of our life, let me encourage you. Let me invite you. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord because we are eternally thankful for our salvation. And, and know that God sees all things. God sees all things. I heard of a story about a, a missionary where um, one day he went out to, to, the, to the mission field. And beforehand, um, the congregation came and they prayed for him and, and um, they were thankful for him. And so he went out. And then about 15 years later, he came back. And he thought as he came back on the ship um, to the land, he thought that there's going to be a great crowd. There's going to be a band. There's going to be people there just to um, applauding him for his service on the mission field. So it was the day of his ship, his ship that was um, pulled up to the land. So, so he got out. And guess what? Nobody was there. And so he became a little discouraged. He became a little discouraged. And, and his, his, his godly wife told him, she said, honey, guess what? You're not home yet. When you're home in heaven, oh, that's when the plot's going to come. That's when you're going to receive your rewards. And so it's just a reminder to serve God. And, and other people, they benefit from, from our service. And know this, whom you serve, you become like. Whom you serve, you become like. So as you are serving the Lord, you, you wanted to be like him, that his, that his heart will be your heart. And you want to become more godly. You want to be a blessing to other people. You're going to become more like Christ. And that's why we are here on earth. We are called to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. If somebody wonders, why, why even um, I'm here to, to live life in this world? Well, one of the reasons is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That's our goal. That is our goal of our life, to become like Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 16 says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? So may we be ones that serve the Lord and serve him alone. Now, the third reason why to have a, a heart of thanksgiving, we're going to see this also in verse 2, is that we have been invited to come into his presence. Notice that with me in verse 2 where it says, come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. That the Lord, he wants us. He wants us to be in his presence. And get this, he doesn't only want us to be in his presence, but he wants us to sing to him to worship him, to talk to him, to, to praise him. I, I don't know uh, about you if this has ever happened, happened to you, but it, it has happened to me where um, people that you encounter can give you the impression um, as you are in their presence that, that you are bothering them or even annoying them. And you just pick up that vibe. You're like, man, I don't think they really want to talk with me. <laughs> I think that um, I'm like bothering them. Guess what? With the Lord, you're never bothering the Lord. You are never annoying the Lord. The Bible says that you could come to his throne room of grace and it's wide open all the time and that you could worship the Lord and you could find help in the time of your need. 
And so may we come into his presence and not only come to his presence to pray to him and to, and to, um, but also to sing to him, to pray to him and to sing to him. May that be a part of our life that, Lord, I want to pray to you and I want to sing to you. And so may we make that that practice. Now, one way that we can make that practice is getting the word of God inside of us. As you get the word in God inside of you, you can't help but to respond through praise. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 speaks about that. Colossians 3, 16 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts, notice, to the Lord. Singing with grace to the Lord. So as God's word gets inside of you, as you read God's word, if you have your devotions in the word of God, you listen to God's word um, through, through the radio. And so God's word comes and dwells in you richly. You can't help but to respond with a grateful heart and to say, I sing to you, Lord. I worship you, Lord, for, for you are good. So may we, may we be ones that will sing to King Jesus on a regular basis. So let's sing and let's worship King Jesus. And as we worship the Lord, worship leads to service. And true service is worship to the Lord. And so it just goes first full circle. We get in God's word. We're grateful for all that he has done for us and he has loved us so, so much. And we learn of his love through his word. And then we respond to worship him. And as we worship him, we want to serve him. And as we serve him, we are actually singing to him as we are serving him. So may, may our heart and may our life just be a life that's dedicated to serving and singing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, number four, we're going to see in verse three. Number four, we're going to see in verse um, three, the fourth reason is why we should have a heart of thanksgiving. And that, and that reason is because we belong to God, that you and I belong to God. Notice that with me in verse three. Verse three says, know, what the Lord, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we are called to know with confidence, to know with confidence that the Lord, he is God, and to know that he is one that has made us, and we are the sheep of his pasture. We are his people, and we are the sheep of his pasture, that the Lord wants you, that the Lord loves you, and the Lord has called you to be part of his pasture. And when you are his pasture, what happens? He leads you besides the still waters. He refreshes you. You're, you're able just to rest at night. Why? Because you know that the Lord is watching you. He's caring for you. Now, we know um, by, by nature, sheep, is, is um, they have a tendency to be skittish and, and insecure. And so when it says in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 23, that they're, they're able just to lay down and rest. Why are they able to lay down and rest? They're able to lay down and rest because our shepherd is watching over us. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And so I, I pray when you are going through a difficult time or you have stresses or you have concerns, I pray that you would just rest in the peaceful arms of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that he is watching over you and he is for you because you are the sheep of his pasture. You are his. You belong to the Lord. I know some of us were going to be seeing some family members this week and, and um, over, over the holidays. And, and it is disheartening to see our family and friends um, where out of their own free will, they have decided to live outside of his pasture. 
And then as a result of that, they're, they're subject to, to the enemy to, to come in to kill, steal, and destroy, destroy their life. And, and, I, and I pray as you encounter them, may you just love upon them. For the Bible says it's his kindness that leads people to repentance, that you would listen to them, hear them out. And also, too, if the, the door um, opens up, share. Share what the Lord is doing in your life. Share about his goodness and to be genuine about it and just share, you know what, um, this is how I handle things. And I, I pray to the Lord and I go to church and listen to worship music. And, and um, my Lord has been faithful and he'll be faithful to you, too. You know, can, can I pray for you? And, and, and so look for ways. Look for ways to, to, to evangelize. Because you, you may be thinking, oh, you know, that person's going to be coming this Thursday. And I'm really regretting it. May you ask the Lord to, to soften your heart or to change your heart. And to pray for them and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. They're blinded to their own sin, Lord, and they need you. And I, I believe... Um, I believe strongly that the Lord needs his representatives, his ambassadors to rightly represent him and just shower people with his love and shower people with his kindness. And it does go a long way. Now, number five, we're going to see in verse four. Number five, we're going to see in verse four, the fifth reason why we should have a heart of thanksgiving. We should have a heart of thanksgiving because we have been invited to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Notice with me um, in verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful, notice, to him and bless his name. So we're called to enter into his courts. In other words, we're called to to be in his presence. As we are in his presence, we're called to be thankful to him. That our heart would always be in the position of thankfulness. And we're thankful to God Almighty. And we're called to bless his holy name. So no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, we're called to give thanks to the Lord and to bless his name. Why? Because God is with us. God is with us and he cares for us. And there's always reasons to be thankful for. There's always reasons to be thankful for. I read of a story about a, a woman named Corey Tamboon, and she shares an incident which taught her to be thankful. And this incident was uh, when her and her sister, Betsy, had just been transferred, transferred to the worst prison camp that they had ever seen. Upon entering the barracks, they found them extremely overcrowded and flea-infected, infested. Their scripture reading that morning in 1 Thessalonians had reminded them to rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in all circumstances. Betsy told Corey to stop and thank the Lord for every detail of their new living quarters. Corey at first refused to give thanks for the fleas, but Betsy persisted. Then she finally did. During the months spent at the camp, they were surprised to find how openly they could hold Bible study and prayer meetings without guards' interference. It was several months later when they learned why the guards didn't enter into their barracks. It was because of the fleas. May we not be complainers, but praisers in every situation because there's reasons to be thankful for and even in difficult times. The book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
Notice it doesn't say for everything, but in everything. Why in everything? Because the Lord is with us in everything. It has been said when you're confronted with situations you don't understand, fall back on what you do understand. And beloved of God, what do you understand? You understand this truth that God is with you, who should be against you, that God will never leave you nor forsake you, that God loves you. And if he's with you, you're going to stand. and You're, you're not going to fall. You're not going to drown. And finally, the sixth reason in verse 5 to have a heart of thanksgiving. We are blessed to have God's goodness, mercy, and truth to follow us all the days of our life. Notice with me in verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. We may not understand what God is doing in our life, but we understand this, that he is good. Our God is good and our God does have his best interest in his heart for us. In the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, this is a message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. In God is light and in God is goodness. So if God's heart towards you, it's going to be good. It's going to be light. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to be dark whatsoever. And know that God is not out to ruin your life. The enemy will like you to believe that lie and it's not true at all. For God comes to give you life and life more abundantly. God wants to provide for your future. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, it speaks about that. For I know the thoughts and I think towards you, says the Lord. That's a peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and give you a hope. And know that God's plans are bigger are bigger than any mistakes that you have ever made. And he covers it with his grace and he covers it with his mercy. He covers it with his grace and mercy. So God is good and God is also merciful to us. God is merciful to us and his mercies are renewed to us each and every single day. And I just pray that you would just swim in a sea of his mercy every single day. Be refreshed with his mercy. The book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21, speaks about that. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21 says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, therefore, I have hope, though the Lord's mercies will, we are not consumed, because his compassion, compassions fails not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So we're called through limitations to recall to this mind every day, to recall to our mind each and every single day that God's faithfulness is for us. His mercies are there each and every single day. So I pray when you wake up in the morning, one of the first thoughts that you think that God's mercies are for you that day. And not only has God been good to us, not only has God been merciful to us, but God has given us his truth also. And his truth sets us free. His truth sets us free spiritually. That, that we are going to be going to heaven. We, we are spiritually awakened to God's goodness, his mercy, and in his kindness. And God's goodness also in his truth. His truth has set us free also emotionally. That we have, we have an emotional health. That, that we can 
cause our mind to be linked to the scriptures and as an anchor for us. So despite how we're feeling, we rest on the, the truth of God's word. So we don't go according to our feelings. We go according to the faith in God's word. Also true, we're, we're so thankful that we have the truth mentally, that, that we could have mental health through the scriptures because the truth causes us to think biblically and rightly. It gives us directions and, and it gives us clarity on why we are living life here on earth. It gives us perspective on who we are, that we're made in God's image. It gives us perspective. God's word gives us truth so we know why we're here on earth. We're here to, to know him and to make him known. It also gives us perspective. The truth gives us perspective about heaven, where we're going. When we die, we're going to close your eyes and we're going to be with Jesus. So we have mental health, spiritual mental health because of the word of God. And so today we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? And may God cause our hearts to be a heart that lives with gratitude towards the Lord. And I want to conclude uh, with this poem um, as I discovered it while I was studying. As Thanksgiving Day approaches, our blessings we recall. The things we are most thankful for, we recollect them all. Count your blessings instead of your crosses. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your sorrows. Count your friends instead of your foes. Count your smiles instead of your tears. Count your courage instead of your fears. Count your full years instead of your lean. Count your health instead of your wealth. And count on God instead of yourself.